Thomas Edison, Richard Branson, John F. Kennedy, Mozart, Michael Jordan, Will Smith. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of vocations. Why is it that we rarely hear that they have or had ADHD? And you know what we hear even less about? Serena Williams, Emma Watson, Mel Robbins, Whoopi Goldberg, Agatha Christie, Aaron Brockovich, Cher. Yeah, the successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Atsuka. I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, a lifelong student, now a coach. I'm also the creator of Your ADHD Brain is A-OK, a system that helps people like you figure out what they should do with their life. And we're here today to talk ADHD, your strengths, your symptoms, your workarounds, and how you proudly stand out instead of trying to fit in. I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest gifts. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you, too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka, and I wanted to welcome you to episode 75 of ADHD for Smartass Women. Now, you probably picked up on the fact that I changed up my intro, right? (laughs) And for you astute ADHD brains who make connections so quickly, you might have even noticed that I got rid of the part that goes like this. I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, a lifelong student, not a coach. And I replaced it with, I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, a lifelong student, now a coach. Because I am now officially an ADCA-trained ADHD coach. And so I wanted to share with you what happened. I am all about authenticity. And so I worried because I said one thing for a year and a half, and then I became exactly what I said I wasn't. So I don't know. I just feel like I owe you an explanation. Like, why did I decide to do this? I also know that I've mentioned in previous podcasts that for decades, I had been trying to get really clear on what I valued and what my purpose was. I always thought there was something not quite right about the fact that I seemed to care so much more about this than my friends did. And I I just chalked it up to the fact that I must just be more ambitious. I now know that this was part of my ADHD, the sense that I knew there was more potential that I wasn't tapping into. I don't know the fact that I'm time blind. And since I was a child, I had this sense that time just passes so quickly and I didn't understand time. You know, I remember being in second grade and lying to the school nurse so I could go home and see my mom. I just had to get home to my mom. So I told her I had a stomach ache. And years later, when we were in the office of a psychologist that we had hired, this was right after my son was diagnosed. So my husband and I, we wanted to know what ADHD was, right? And this was the psychologist who told my husband and me that our job as his parents was to reduce his expectations so he wouldn't be disappointed in life. Remember her? Yeah, not good. Well, I said something to her about always being worried about how quickly time passed. And I told her the story of lying to the school nurse because I wanted to get home to my mom. And she paused for a moment and then she looked at me and she said, well, that's not normal. And 
I had never considered that that wasn't normal. I just thought everybody was like that. And for me, it wasn't a fear of something happening to my mom. It was the sense that I knew that time was passing so quickly, and before long, I would no longer be a child, and I wouldn't have the same amount of time with my mom. When I turned 18, which most teenagers are so excited about, I was also really sad. Like, I did not want to turn 18, and I I saw the same thing happen with my son this year. You know, and I still remember my friends playfully making fun of me. And even then, I too, I had this sense that time just went way too fast, and in a blink of an eye, my life would be over, my parents' lives would be over. And before the psychologist's comment, I really thought it was perfectly normal that all people worried about time and how quickly life passed by and that there's not enough time, and so I have to use it wisely. I have to be working on the right things. ADHD brain, right? I am interested in so much that my biggest concern was, am I pursuing the right interests using my values and my purpose? And so I just needed to be so clear on this. I just could not waste time. And I also knew that I needed the structure to do this. And then once I had that structure, I needed a way that I could remember what I already had learned about myself so I wouldn't continually reinvent the wheel every time I got sidetracked by another bright, shiny, squirrel-like object. So because of this anxiety and fear I had around time, of course, I read all the books, I went to the seminars, I took the courses, I hired career counselors, and this had literally been going on for decades. And then I had kids, and I loved being a parent so much, and honestly, I didn't expect to love it as much as I did, but, you know, kids, like puppies and kittens, they grow up. And I realized that my kids were not my purpose, they were my passion, and I was going to have to very soon put my energy somewhere else. So I hired a coach, and the only reason I hired her was because she had a values and purpose onboarding sequence, or so I thought. It was at the very beginning of working with her. And I don't know why I knew this, but I knew that the secret to figuring myself out was getting crystal clear on my values and purpose. So anyway, I found this highly acclaimed coach. She was the coach to coaches. She supposedly had this onboarding process that was all about values and purpose, and I was really excited. I negotiated her six-month program down to three months, and I was literally willing to pay for three months of her coaching just to get clear on my values and purpose. Like, I didn't even care about the rest. So it turned out that the values and purpose onboarding was but a few hours. I think it was probably two hours. And keep in mind that I had been researching values and purpose for decades because somehow I just knew that was important, right, in this whole equation of what do I do with my life? And because I had done all this research and I knew a lot about values and purpose, I didn't think her onboarding sequence was very good at all. So, for example, for purpose, she asked me, if you had two billboards on Highway 101 coming into San Francisco, what would they say? And I was like, what? How was that supposed to get me to my purpose? My brain needed a process. My brain needed a system. It needed a structure. And that was not going to do it. So... From that experience, I came to the conclusion that coaches were a big waste of money. And to be fair, my experience with this coach did get me to create and patent my What Do I Do With My Life cartography system and ultimately rebuild it into my Your ADHD Brain is A-OK system, which is launching next week. And you'll hear more about that 
in our next podcast. And I'm not sure I would have ever made the link between my son's ADHD and mine had I not created cartography. So ultimately, I was glad that I did the coaching. And if someone asked me if I had the chance to do it again, would I have made the same decision? I would have definitely said yes. My frustration with what was currently out there is what led me to create something that I thought was missing to help myself. And then I discovered that, oh my gosh, this could ultimately help other people as well. And after that, I was formally diagnosed with ADHD, right? So I knew that I needed more structure. I needed a step-by-step system. So that's what I created. But it still left me with a less than favorable impression of coaching. I mean, my coaching sessions were 20 minutes once a week. And I'm not sure what you can accomplish in 20 minutes. And they were expensive. And you know how I've talked about interpersonal intuition, which is an ADHD thing. I talk about it in one of my podcasts. And it can be a great thing or it can be a not so great thing. But I can tell when people are really vested in a relationship and when they aren't. And when they're not, it just affects how I feel about the whole thing, right? The relationship and everything we're doing together. So I could tell that to this coach, I was just the next client on her roster. I never felt a real personal connection. And of course, she wanted to do a good job. Like, I don't think it was that she didn't care. It was just that we didn't have that connection. But, you know, I'm one of those people that's always looking for that extra connection, right? I'm kind of intense in that way. And I know when people really care about me personally and when they're just going through the motions. And I know it's not really fair, but you know what? It's who I am. And sorry, but I just know these things. So anyway, this was back in 2015. So for a good three plus years, I was convinced that this coaching thing was just basically a boondoggle. And what I decided was that I was going to figure out how to coach myself because no one was going to care more about me than me, right? I mean, that's just a fair statement. And I was going to start by learning everything I could learn about ADHD and how my brain worked. And so that's what I did. I read all the books. I read all the articles. I joined all the groups. And by 2018, I wanted to know more about other women's experiences, and I wanted a community that was positive and strength-focused. I was so tired of the depressing posts about everything that people with ADHD couldn't do, and I personally knew it was all back to mindset, right? So it just, it just did not sit right with me. You know, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. So that's when I started our Facebook group, ADHD for Smartass Women. And then four or so months later, I started this podcast. And the goal in both of these spaces was to learn. I wanted to learn about my brain. I wanted to learn about your brain. I wanted to learn about how the ADHD brain works. And because medication didn't work for me, I really had to go for the workarounds. So I was learning so much, but I would struggle with responses in my Facebook group. I didn't know the proper questions to ask when women were stuck in the victim mindset. And it frustrated me because I knew that the stories that they were telling themselves weren't true. And I've said it over and over again. I have never met an ADHD woman that isn't truly brilliant at something. And I believe that with every fiber in my being. But the problem was they couldn't see it. Because all they could see was everything that was wrong with them, right? And actually, in hindsight, I did know the proper questions. But what was really going on with me is I didn't have the confidence to ask them. You know, I've been very open about the fact that I don't have trauma in my background. So I felt that I was being too insensitive because who was I to tell someone what to do when I hadn't walked in their shoes? 
And ultimately, I learned that that actually was the key. You don't tell someone with ADHD what to do ever. We don't like to be told what to do. We've been told what to do ad nauseum, and we won't do it because guess what? It doesn't work for our brains. I learned that loud and clear, and I want you to remember it. Okay, so anyway, right after I was diagnosed, I asked Terry Matlin, who wrote Queen of Distraction, I think that's her book, I asked her for recommendations on ADHD training. I wanted to learn. I wanted more information. I wanted to know how my brain best worked. And she recommended ADCA, which stands for the ADD Coaching Academy. And at the time, I had so much going on that I did nothing with the information other than to remember it. But in 2018, I decided that I was finally ready to learn more. And so I decided to take a couple of classes at ADCA just so I could learn more about how the ADHD brain works. And maybe by learning that, I would learn also how to respond to other women in my Facebook group that were kind of stuck in that victim mindset. So I started going through ADCA's training and I was just totally blown away with the program. I was blown away by the materials, the instructors who are all fantastic, the other students, the structure. So I kept taking classes and finally the only program left was the coach training program. But I had no plans of actually ever coaching because in my mind, everything that I was learning through ADCA was great, but I still didn't really believe in coaching. I believed more in just go and learn how to coach yourself. So I was starting to believe a little bit, but I wasn't quite there yet. But soon enough, as I just said, I ran out of classes to take and the next program was their coach training program. And in the back of my mind, I wanted to learn how to address that ADHD woman who was stuck in negative thought patterns and given her power away to everyone. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to sign up for coach training. And guess what? I changed my mind. <laughs> you know, general life coaching, it didn't work for me because it wasn't ADHD coaching. It was regular brain coaching. And that doesn't work for the ADHD brain. But ADHD coaching truly does. So I want to tell you first why that is. Well, as I mentioned earlier, remember the thought that I just asked you to remember, you cannot tell someone with ADHD what to do because it doesn't work. We already know these things don't work, so we don't listen. Or if we do, we try them and there's a good chance they don't work, and then we're more frustrated and likely to blame ourselves. We're lazy, we're unmotivated, we're stupid. No, we're none of those things. We just don't respond to regular life coaching. You know, it's like planners and calendars and to-do lists. Just because they work for you, regular brained people, doesn't mean they work for us creative, non-linear brained people. We don't know if it'll work. I mean, sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. We have to try and see what works. And that's why we can get very defiant and people might say, Ugh, she just never listens. That's her problem. Well, she doesn't listen because she knows you're wrong. So how else is ADHD coaching different? Well, in regular coaching, the coach might say, okay, what are you going to do? And the client says, I'm going to get my social media plan or my homework done by Friday. And they write it down and they do it. For us, that's never going to be enough. Certainly not if we don't want to do it. It's too big. So we don't even know where to start. The ADHD coaching model requires that you go deeper. So what do I mean by that? You need to really break it down. So let's use the homework example, okay? 
So the client has to write a paper on some aspect of the French Revolution. So the coach would start with, well, what are the steps? Let's break them out. And the client may say, well, I need to pull the resources that are scattered all over my computer into one area. And so the coach may say, well, do you know how to do that? And the client might say, well, I'm not sure. And so then the coach will say, well, what have you done in the past that has worked? And the client may say, well, um, I think what works well for me, you know, what has worked in the past is when I just print everything out and then I put it in a binder so it's all in one place. And so then the coach says, okay, so would you agree to do that here? Do you think that would make sense? And the client says, yes. And then the coach will say, okay, so why don't you write that down? How are you going to do that? When are you going to do that? You know, you get commitments from the client. And so then the coach would say, okay, what next? What is the next thing that you need to do? And then the client would say, well, I need to pull out all the resources from the professor's syllabus. And the coach will say, well, what are you going to do with them once you pull them out? And how are you going to pull them out? It would probably be the first question. And so they say, well, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to print them all out. Okay. And so then the client would say, and then I'm going to put them all in that same binder that we were just talking about so that everything is all in one section. Okay. And then the coach will say, well, what next? What's the next step? And the client will say, well, then I've got to read all these resources and I need to highlight them. And so then the coach will say, well, how are you going to organize that information from these resources so that you can use them for your paper? The client might say, I don't know. I'm not sure. And again, the coach will say, well, what's worked in the past? Now, I want you to notice the coach is never telling the client what to do, right? The client might then say, well, I don't know. I highlight them and I write salient points I want to talk about in my paper. And I write those points on post-it notes. And the coach would ask, well, does that work for you? And the client's like, sort of, but it's kind of a big mess too. So then the coach will ask for permission and they will say, well, do you mind if I share with you what works for me? And I don't know if it'll work for you, but maybe you'd like to try it and you can just see. And so the client will say, sure. And so the coach might offer, well, have you ever tried using a mind map? I use an application called Mind Mode and I really like it. And then the client may respond, actually, yeah, I forgot about that. That's a really good application. And then the coach may say, well, have you ever used stickies on your computer? And the client may say, well, what's that? And the coach responds, well, you seem to like post-it notes. And a lot of us with ADHD do too. So these are basically post-it notes that literally sit on your desktop. And you can move them around on your desktop to organize the outline of your writing. And the client may then be like, oh my God, I think that would totally work. I use post-it notes all the time, but again, they're such a mess. And if they're on my desktop, I can't lose them. And then after that, the coach would go into scheduling for each part of what needs to be done. And they would help the client become aware of how they do their best work. Meaning, do they have an easier time starting if they go out of their home and go to a coffee shop or the library? Have they tried the Pomodoro method or body doubling with a friend who also has to get work done? And finally, the ADHD coach gets their commitment because intending to get something done is not a commitment. And we may have the best intentions, but if it's out of sight, I'm sure you can relate. It's out of mind. We need commitments and we need accountability. 
So you can see what a collaborative process this is. No one is telling anyone what to do. We're just kind of dancing with this idea of, you know, do you think this might work? What's worked in the past? How do you want to get this project done? Bottom line, those of us with ADHD, we have the intelligence and the brain power to get anything done. It's the executive function issues that we need help with. The planning, the scheduling, the slowing down long enough to think all of this through because, again, we've got this positive illusory bias, right? We are optimists and we always think that we can get through things much quicker than we actually can. And then on top of that, we need all the prompts. We need the physical, the auditory, the visual prompts so we don't forget what we need to do, whether that's a checklist or it's my Datex cube, which I use to get my work started, or it's alarms on the Apple Watch, or it's on my reminders app on my iPhone. And after all that, we may still need backup prompts when we forget about the first prompt. The other area where ADHD coaching is different than life coaching is that the ADHD coach cannot charge neutral. Life coaches are trained to be very unemotional, restrained, I don't know, between you and me, kind of passionless. That will never work for us. We need emotion to pay attention. We need humor. We sometimes need drama. When we're heading for a glacier, sometimes we don't even see it. So if your coach tells you, you do realize that if you don't get this paper in and don't do well on it, you're going to have to take another semester, you're not going to graduate, and it's going to cost you another 30000 Again, we have this positive illusory bias, and we will always gravitate towards believing that the best of all potential options is the one that will come true for us, until it doesn't. Sometimes what we need most is a reality check, because we haven't actually thought through what the domino effect of our actions could be. Finally, I believe that the best ADHD coaches, just like the best ADHD experts, they have ADHD. They actually understand how our brains work because they share our brains. They've been there. They've done that. They typically know what has been effective for them and what hasn't. You know, like with anything, if you have actual real-world relevant experience, you're just going to be better at relating, at suggesting options and workarounds, at being empathetic, no matter what the subject is. A life coach without ADHD training, without real-world ADHD life experience, they're just never going to be as successful as a coach who has all of this, period. So the next thing I want to do is I want to give you some insight into the steps of the ADHD coaching model, my ADHD coaching model. I'd like you to understand what the process is and what the relationship is. So the first step is, of course, the coach is building rapport with the client. The coach is building trust with the client. We're with the client and we help them decide what they want to work on. However, it is always the client's agenda. Remember, telling a client with ADHD what they're going to do never works. Now, some clients will ask to build a plan around how to begin work on a specific project. Some will want to just process to figure out the why, what, where around something that has consistently happened in their life. Some will want to work on a relationship. Some will want to help considering a new career or how they're going to plan their wedding. Literally, the sky is the limit, but it's their choice what they work on every week. The second step is really all about seeing who the client is. You know, 
The client may show up seeing nothing but their weaknesses, but a good ADHD coach can see who they really are and who they could be often before the client can see it themselves. And when that's the case, the coach can hold that ability to see who they are for them until the client can see it for themselves. Because when we're alone in our thoughts, we're often at the mercy of those thoughts. We're ruminating. We're focusing on all the negative voices that are trying to protect us. You know, that prehistoric lizard brain that's trying to keep us safe. And we start to believe our thoughts and we don't even realize we're doing it. We're beating ourselves up. We're speaking to ourselves in a way we would never speak to anyone else. An ADHD coach, they're going to help you to become aware of these thoughts by pointing them out. You know, the client thinks that they're real, and in fact, they're not. A good coach will witness the words that you say to yourself. They'll question those words. They'll see you as who you really are, who you want to be, who you can be, and they're going to believe in your being able to get there even when you yourself don't quite believe it. And then on top of that is the third step. A good ADHD coach is going to help you identify and change those thoughts and old limiting beliefs that no longer serve you. And then they're going to help you replace them with beliefs and thoughts that support your values, your goals, and your life path. You know, we're basically filtering for you the things that aren't true, the lies, the assumptions, the beliefs, the conclusions. I'm 55 years old. I've got ADHD and I'm unemployable. No, we're going to filter that out because we know it's not true. You know, a lovely ADHD woman this week suggested that perhaps privileged ADHD women were successful because of their privilege of not having grown up poor. And look, I totally 100% acknowledge that privilege exists. I don't know how you could ever argue that it doesn't. It is definitely much harder if you're a woman of color. It is harder if you experience trauma. It is harder if you had parents who didn't care. It is harder if you struggled in school. And it is much, much harder if you experienced all of these things. But it is still very doable. There are so many women who are successful with their ADHD despite these challenges. Sometimes they're even a lot more successful because of them. You can use your challenges to charge you or you can use them to deplete you. Basically, it's your choice. The question is always, does that thought, that belief, that assumption serve you in reaching your goals? Does it serve you to make you happier? Now, of course, trauma must always be dealt with first before you can focus on the ADHD. And ADHD coaches, they work exclusively with healthy people, people who have dealt with their trauma. An ADHD coach also looks for the good things that many of us overlook, those things that need to be nurtured. And what is it about our brains that we hyper-focus on the weaknesses and often don't see and certainly don't celebrate all the wonderful things that we do? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you realize that you just were thrown something that two weeks ago would have set you back a good week and you handled it with such aplomb? Do you realize that you were in charge of your emotions? Your emotions were not in charge of you. You really need to celebrate that. How are you going to celebrate that? You know, none of this glossing over the good stuff and not celebrating. And that's what we constantly do. We're constantly getting in our clients' stuff, right, in their faces and saying, you need to realize that this is worth celebrating. This is a huge change and a leap forward that you just made and you didn't even realize it. So then there's step four. 
which is the next step of the ADHD coaching model. And step four is to assist the client to make a plan, to clarify their plan, to write things down, to take action, to work through obstacles, and then to review the results and make adjustments. We want to help our clients get into action to make their life better. You know, there's only so much you can do and only so far you can go in learning by talking We really need action to learn. You know, we can have all these ideas and thoughts that are running around in our head about how things are actually going to work, but you're never going to find out if it really works for sure until you try it. So an ADHD coach is going to help you develop a plan to try things out. Okay, so you need to organize that project and you're very visual. Have you tried Trello? You need to get your laundry under control and stop wasting time washing the same load over and over again because you forget that you're doing laundry. Okay, so what have you tried? What has worked? Have you tried the alarm feature on your Apple Watch to see if that might do it for you? I mean, for me, it changed my life. Again, ADHD coaches don't tell you what to do. They make suggestions that have worked for them and others in the past, other clients, but ultimately we don't know if it's going to work for you until you try it for yourself. We create an agreement with the client. The client leaves with an action that they've committed to. And so what we've done is we've created accountability together. And then the last step of the ADHD coaching model is where the ADHD coach helps the client develop a new picture of what life could look like, what their life could look like. So we're helping clients to see themselves actually be successful in doing things in a way that serves them better. It's both a being and a doing, right? We're supporting them in being who they really are, but we're also helping them to do things, to think things in a different way that allow them to be more successful. We're helping them to reinvent themselves which I have to say is so satisfying and joy-inducing as a coach. You know, part of ADHD coaching education for the coach is also being on the receiving end of coaching and really discovering that this truly works for our ADHD brains. It's very different than the life coaching model, which really does not work for the ADHD brain. Now, ADHD coaching, however, it works for any brain. Using our ADHD tools and workarounds will literally help anyone meet their goals, whether they have ADHD or they don't. This is a good place to talk briefly about the difference between therapy and coaching. A good therapist is so important for those of us with ADHD who have experienced trauma. And let me say that trauma for you may not be trauma for me and vice versa. For example, being constantly made to feel like you're a failure in school, that can be trauma to people. Therapy focuses on mental health and healing, while coaching focuses on understanding our brains and setting and achieving goals. But you can't be in therapy forever, right? At some point, you have to move beyond what happened and why it happened Because remember, what we focus on, it just gets bigger. So once we understand and we've addressed trauma, we need to move beyond it, and that requires action. Coaching, it's all about action. So what I always say is go do the work on the trauma with a good therapist first, because no amount of ADHD coaching will help until the underlying trauma is addressed Often, it just makes the traumatized person feel even worse because they can't move forward no matter how hard they try. So that's ADHD coaching in a nutshell. And so I want to ask you, where else do you have a relationship 
where you're welcomed wholeheartedly for who you are, but you're also seen for who you want to be. And that vision is held for you, even if you can't quite see it yet, where you're listened to in such a way that how you're thinking about yourself, your capabilities, your relationships is challenged because the coach is doing the listening. And while they're listening, they see the gifts and they see the strengths that you, the client, don't quite see yet. They question the stories that you're telling yourself that are holding you back because they know that if you could just step outside of those stories and choose new stories, you would see entirely new possibilities. And then they assist you in taking action where you could learn and grow and accomplish things and create the life that you really want so that you can be the person who can not only make a difference in the world, but also change the world. And that is what an ADHD coach does. Is there anyone in your life right now who provides all of this consistently for you? You know, and most people answer no to that question, and it doesn't matter if you have a great marriage, a great family, great friendships. That level of support, of cheerleading, of creating a space where it's all about you, it's just really rare. You know, my mind about coaching was made up, but with information, with teaching, with training, and with experience, it has since changed. ADHD coaching works, and I've seen firsthand the incredible impact it has had on clients. I've seen what it has done for me personally when I feel stuck and I'm spinning and I don't know where to start. So, I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, a lifelong student, and now a coach. As always, you are listening to ADHD for Smartass Women. If you like this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review. Our goal is to change the conversation around ADHD, helping as many women as we possibly can learn how their ADHD brains work so that they too can discover their amazing strengths. And you know what? Your reviews really help in that regard. One more thing, I am going to be opening up my Your ADHD Brain is A-OK system on June 18th. I have worked so hard on this and As I mentioned, it's built off my patented cartography system, and it will include the step-by-step AOK program, a workbook, a community, your own personal brain blueprint, an accountability group, frankly, everything that you'll need to discover what your strengths are, what your passions are, and the neighborhood that your purpose lives in. It will run for six weeks, and you will be part of my founding member class, so you will not see it at this price again for these options, and there will be limited enrollment, so when we're at capacity, we're at capacity. I'll talk to you more about AOK next week, but if you'd like to join our waiting list, you can do that by going to tracyoutsuka.com forward slash waitlist. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Outsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Not coincidentally, ADHD for Smartass Women, it's also the name of our free Facebook group. We're a totally smartass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. Join us at tracyoutsuka.com, where you can also find more information on our Your ADHD Brain is A-OK system. I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.